Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Well, if you've listened to this show for a while, you've probably picked up the theme that the Influential Personal Brand Podcast is all about sharing the stories of people who are influential personal brands and how they got that way. And so, you know, we interview New York Times bestselling authors and seven-figure entrepreneurs and people with millions of followers. And then we're trying to glean the wisdom that we can. Well, one of the things that my wife, my co-host, our CEO, my business partner, AJ, did over Christmas was she did this thing called the 12 Days of BBG Christmas. And it was filled with lots of bad singing for me and her and, you know, some mediocre prizes of Brand Builders Group swag. But one of the things that we thought would be cool was to highlight one of our real life clients who is on the journey right now of building their personal brand. Since, you know, so many times you hear the story of somebody who like, you know, made it, so to speak, but we don't have that many folks that are going, I'm living it, I'm working it right now. So that's how we got to meet Jesse Terranova, who you're about to meet. He's an awesome guy. We've been working together for a few months at this point, I guess several months, you could say. And we're just gonna talk to Jesse. You're gonna hear a little bit about his story And I think my hope is that you'll be encouraged as you hear the path that Jesse has been on, and maybe it will help highlight some things for yourself on your own path. So Jesse, welcome to the show, man. Rory, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me here. (laughs) So (laughs) I want to start with how you heard about us because I'm always, you know, the marketing person in me is always like, okay, what are we doing that's working? How are people finding out about us? And then I just love almost like the spiritual side of me loves looking at how our lives intersect with people and what relationships that we have bring us to people. So how did you first find Brand Builders Group? Yeah, that's great. Well, actually from Lewis, which I know, Lewis House, which I know is a big client of yours, a good friend of yours. And so, yeah, I believe it was back in 2017. I first was introduced to Lewis, listening to his podcast, reading a couple of his books, and he absolutely transformed my life. Wow. So you you had never heard of him before that. And then what does a friend send you like his podcast or a book? Or do you even remember? Yeah, well, I've always been a very curious person by nature. And so I'm big into self-betterment and improving my life. And, and I've always kind of been that way. And so when I started looking into podcasts, Lewis's podcast came up pretty much at the top at that time. He was he's he's, you know, been been in the game since the beginning, as you know. And so I started listening to it and you know, he was always inspiring, but it's always the guests that he brings on that really help to, you know, bring it all together and, and help to transform a lot of people's lives. I know I'm not the only one. Yeah, for sure. Well, so yeah, so I was one of those guests, I guess. <laughs> you were. You and then were. you had, so had you, you had never heard, like never had heard of me or Brand Builders Group, like just you were listening to Lewis's show and then you're just like, whatever, whatever one's next in the playlist and up <laughs> I, up I come, right? Yeah, I had not. You you just came up and a lot of the things that you had said at the time really resonated with me because I think 
you know, for me personally, it's interesting because you help people turn their reputation into revenue, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think it was a great match. But, you know, I had, without really even knowing it in the past five years, had been creating a personal brand on my social media, you know, without a call to action, without a monetization strategy. And that's why you came into my life at a really good time. Cause I said, well, I have all of this, these amazing people in my life, these amazing connections, but I guess I just needed more of a direct path to get me to where I wanted to go. And I'm a big believer and proponent in coaching and mentoring. So this was just a relationship waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny that you mentioned that because one of the things that AJ talks about all the time is how, you know, people think of personal brand as like, oh, it's social media or it's a course or it's like, you know, followers, et cetera. But really the way that we define it, it is the digitization and the monetization of reputation that all of us have a reputation and, you know, personal branding is basically just digitizing that as it becomes visible and then making the conscious choice to say, I want to monetize this. I want to do something. So you said that there was like five years that you were basically just on social, giving out stuff, the, you know, like just, were you sharing advice of any kind or were you just sort of like sharing your life? Yeah, I was sharing my life. I was sharing my experiences with individuals. I mean, I feel like your experiences are deeply etched into your being and your soul. And so it depends on what you do with those experiences, right? And so I've lived a very adventurous life. I've traveled to over 40 countries, you know, over five continents. And so I just wanted to share what's possible for people in terms of my story. And I just found it difficult, I guess, with all the noise around us these days with wanting to do too many different things and, and you know, understanding now that you need to break through the wall with one niche, with one specific you know, path before you can go ahead and do multiple things. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? You're, sp- you're, you're spoken like a true brand builders member with like uh, <laughs> the focus and breaking through the wall. Is that what jumped out at you most in that kind of first interview was just how you know we always talk about if you have diluted focus, you get diluted results? Or what were some of the things that kind of like you latched on to that was like, oh, I, th- I think maybe there's something here for me? Well, man, yeah, definitely that. But it was more to that. I think, you know, when you hear people speak the words they use, sometimes, you know, God speaks through other people to you directly. And so I felt at that time for me personally, you know, you were kind of speaking to me and directly to me on the podcast Mm. on a lot of things you were saying in terms of the impact and the meaning. And so, you know, I've felt this for a long time. I, I believe the meaning of life is to find your gift and the purpose of life is to give it. And so, you know, it's interesting how you are leading a group of mission-driven messengers, essentially, on that path to greatness. And, you know, that's Lewis's uniqueness. (laughs) That's why it resonates with me so much. But, you know, that is, Lewis asked on his podcast after every, you know, episode is, how do you define greatness, right? And so that is the ultimate goal for me. And that's kind of been, and that's why Lewis has changed my life. Yeah, that's awesome. So... When you first came, okay, so when we start working together, so you kind of have this, you know, realization of going, ah, I've been sharing my experiences, my travels, you know, these adventures I've been on. I think there's an opportunity to maybe turn this into a business or like make this a more formal kind of part of my my life, my career. And then what were some of the things that you were struggling with early on in terms of where you said, hey, I think brand builders can maybe help me? Yeah, you know, I was going through a really difficult time when I was introduced to Lewis originally. I believe it was, it was back 2017, 2018. I had been living in San Diego. I'm originally from the Northeast, New Jersey. And 
you know, I just think I was lost, Rory. I think that, you know, I was just lonely because I had made that relocation out to the other side of the country. And I deprived myself, you know, I deprived myself because I didn't create connection in the relationship with myself, others, and the world around me. And so I had to learn the hard way, you know, it's interesting. It took me, you know, for an evening when I was driving and, you know, came to a red light and I was lost. I was confused. I look up and I see a big sign <laughs> right above me near the red light. And it says, you know, Terra Nova Drive. And so I'm like, okay, like, that's interesting. I look to the right and look to the left. And there's a road that leads up to the left. And sure enough, I'm like, okay, I'll play along. So I drive up the road and then I look on my GPS and it says Terra Nova Park. And so, you know, I make a left into this development that leads me to Terra Nova Park. I'm like, this is really interesting. This place is really familiar and uncanny. Like, I feel like I've been here before, right? It was just this really interesting moment. And as I got to the park, Rory, I, I parked there and looked around. It looked very familiar. It was something that I've seen before, but I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And as I looked to my left, <laughs> across the park, there's a development, and it says Parkside Port. And for your audience, that is, you know, where I grew up. That's where my parents still live in the development parkside. And so, you know, in the madness, you know, there's meaning. And so you're, you know, through the breakdowns, you know, that creates breakthroughs. And it took me to hit rock bottom in this time of my life to really understand how important connection is. I was robbing people from the opportunity of helping me. And so part of what I'm doing now is trying to cure my loneliness through the years. And I know that's a problem for a lot of people, you know, and so connection is the cure. And so that's why I feel that what I'm doing right now in the work that I'm in is impactful and is meaningful because it, it's a big problem in, in the world right now. So to use brand builders speak, and for those of you that aren't members or aren't yet members, like you know, we, the brand positioning statement is sort of like the core foundational work of our first event of we've got 14 events, like in the 14 parts to our whole journey, but the brand positioning statement is just getting super clear on what is your uniqueness and what problem were you uniquely created to solve in the world. So is loneliness the problem of your brand positioning statement? It is. Uh-huh. I love that. So it's so interesting to hear you talk this out in a public format, you know, like usually when we're working with clients, it's very private and going, I love the alignment of that between, you know, your life and your story of what you're talking about is like in this moment. And we're always talk, we're always saying how you're most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. And so there you are in San Diego, feeling totally alone, isolated. And now several years later, looking back, realizing there's a lot of people that feel that way. And then is connection your uniqueness? That's kind of like what you're called to bring to the world? Exactly. Yes. The brand is the connection creation. Mm -hmm. I got it. So, and you said that Parkside Court was like the name of the street you grew up on back in the Northeast? Rory, it's the entire development that I grew up oh. in. It's an unexplainable event in my life. I love asking people this question, you know, is there something that's unexplainable that has happened to you? And for me, that is the most unexplainable thing because it's just... It doesn't make much sense that that would happen, <laughs> but it did, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, all the so, way across the country. Uh-huh. Yeah. So then talk to us about, so you got clear on your positioning, the brand positioning statement. You go, this is the problem I want to dedicate my life to helping people solve loneliness. Connection is my vehicle or my mechanism or the term we use, my uniqueness for helping them solve the problem. And then 
talk to me about the monetization strategy that you came up with or, or have come up with. It's still fairly early, right? Because you've only been with us for what, a few months, six months? It's Yeah, it's been about six months now, Roy. Yeah. Okay. So then what's the monetization strategy that you started with or are doing? Like, has it pivoted? <laughs> has it like, are you still trying to figure it out? No, I have a pretty good grasp on it, but it's funny to individuals who are interested in BBG, Brand Builders Group, or who are going through the journey right now. As you say in a lot of the speakings and recordings, it's, you know, what we're trying to do is a lifetime's work. And so it's, you know, condensing maybe 15, 20 years for some into, you know, a couple sentences. And so it's really difficult. And so, you know, when you go through that journey, just have patience with yourself. And, you know, it's it's similar to really any journey you go on is just to have patience with yourself and kind of break it down. But, you know, in terms of our monetization strategy, what I've really noticed in the marketplace is obviously, you know, the problem of loneliness, but, you know, through all of my travels, the main problem that I've, that I've noticed is, you know, when we are traveling, we're more inclined to take risks, to step outside our comfort zone, to meet new people, Mm -hmm. to try new things, to live our true authentic selves. And then unfortunately, we come home, we gain all this amazing momentum, and we take our experiences, and we sometimes put them in the closet, we shove them away. And we don't integrate anything that we learned into our everyday life, we kind of go back into that rut. And so something that it is that we're looking to create, and that we are creating is an experience for individuals in a group travel style, where we bring people together, and we show them what's possible. And it's really interesting and unique, because we're actually on our first experience right now. It's interesting as the podcast date lined up with where we are now. We're right now. Crazy right now. So wait a minute. So this is, I just want to make sure I understand this. So you (laughs) sign up with us, you join, you decide you're going to lead these kind of like small group experiences, these destination experiences. And then you are at your first one with your first group of clients today, which is the time of this is the recording, right? This will air, but like you're actually recording from the destination. You can't make it up. I'm literally here with eight clients. Wow. Uh, and so it's, it's a really incredible moment and a really amazing experience for all of us. And like right now, like I chartered a yacht for them. We're on St. John in the Caribbean, the US Virgin Islands. And so they're out on the boat right now. I'm going to pick them up in a little while, but <laughs> So it's interesting that. Wait a minute! Um, you passed up on a, a yacht trip I mean. to record a to record a <laughs> short podcast. What are you thinking? You're crazy. <laughs> well, something about me is I also I worked on a 18 million dollar super yacht for a year and a half, so I, I've had uh, enough boat time. <laughs> so I've done that. I've been there, done that. But I just want everybody to enjoy their experience here, and of course, someone like yourself. I'm just so excited to be here and chat with you. So, you know, it's hard to pass up. Well, I can't resist the opportunity to, you know, work with you on like, what are you working on right now? Like, is there anything that I can help or that we can sort of talk through? Because you seem like you have a very clear brand positioning statement. So I love, I love, I mean, the problem of loneliness is very clear. It's widespread. There's a lot of people out there who are struggling with that. You have an aligned business model that aligns with your brand positioning statement. So if connection is the uniqueness, you know, and for those of you that are listening, like, the way that we do monetization is not like, what's the easiest way to make money? That's not how we teach it. The way we teach it is going, what does your audience need from you the most? And how can you serve them in the deepest way? What does your audience need the most? And how can you serve them 
in the deepest way. So instead of going like, you know, I want to create this or that, you get really, really clear on who you're trying to serve. And as you get clear on who they are, you get clear on what they need. And as you get clear on what they need, that helps you, that informs your decision to instruct and architect an offering for them. And so a lot of times when people don't make money, it's, it's because there's this breakdown of like, they want to sell this thing, but it's not actually the format or the modality that sort of serves the people that they are with. And you got to, you know, the magic is sort of syncing that up. Well, when I think of Jesse here, so when I think about you, Jesse, you've actually got a great alignment there that your business model is literally pulling people together in these groups, creating connection, which helps you know, remove loneliness. It also does all the things that you believe. And clearly you spent a ton of time traveling, whatever you said, 40 countries. Like, and so it aligns with your uniqueness and you're teaching people to do things that you've done. So, so I love all that. So that feels totally aligned to me. Yeah, absolutely. And and my message is to create meaning in the relationships with yourself, others, and the world around you. And so this, the journey that I've been on, I want to share with others. And that's why I'm very vocal and open with my story. I feel like it's transformed my life and it is a bit of a testimonial when I do share it with people, they're impacted by it. And so, you know, it's not about, for me, per se, the monetization strategy in terms of monetizing it. I know that's a very important component of it, but for me, it's impacting lives and touching lives and serving people and, you know, helping individuals. Because I know, like I said, after these past two years, you know, I miss the smiling faces of people. I miss the laughter. I miss the connection. I miss the experiences that people have. And what I'd like to do is, and, you know, in the past five years, I have worked in travel and tourism design. And so I have design experiences for people, itineraries, things like this. And, you know, people are looking for something like this. I think that the demand is there. I just think the awareness is missing. I think people aren't really aware that this is something that is possible for them. Hi, it's AJ Vaden, and thanks for listening to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Did you know that the ideas we share on the show are things we actually specialize in helping you implement? If you want to raise your public profile and turn your reputation into revenue, please visit freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for a free brand strategy call with one of our personal brand strategists. Again, that's freecall.brandbuildersgroup.com to sign up for your free call. Talk to you soon. So what do you think is the biggest challenge that you're like struggling with right now in your personal brand where you go like, I got this clear brand positioning statement, you know, it aligns with my uniqueness. I've got a business model. Here you are in real life, in the flesh, like living it, it came true. Six months you know, later, this dream is a reality. You're on your first experience, which I love. And you know, I'm proud of you. It's kind of a weird thing to say, but like, I'm, I'm so proud to like- Thank you, Rory. Living that. <laughs> so what's the biggest challenge you think you're having with your personal brand right now? Well, I think going forward now in, in terms of scalability, it's something that I've been putting a lot of thought in because there's a lot of directions I can go and for me personally, when I you know, joined BBG and this journey, I liked to incorporate my own thoughtfulness into the experience that I want to create for others. And so when people arrive, they will receive two books. One is a book by Sarah Samuel called Mindful Traveling. Another book is a journal that people will, will write in 
and, you know, kind of capture their experiences. So when they go home and they're feeling a little off one day, they can kind of go back and revisit that. But to answer your question, the problem is, like I had said, awareness and, and showing people that, you know, Rory, I just think there's so much fear right now in the world, you know, whether it be people who are not interested in traveling because of the COVID restrictions, because of they've been, you know, trapped, stuck in their house, you know, loneliness is a bigger killer than obesity and smoking, you know? And so it's interesting how a lot of people are feeling stagnation and limited in where they want to go and, and who they want to be. And so, you know, travel can be used in that fashion, in that manner to help people transform their lives. And, you know, when people arrive home, there's, you know, this incredible amount of value that I want to add to their lives in terms of courses, in terms of blogs, in terms of coaching programs. I mean, that's kind of why this took a little longer than I wanted it to, because I wanted to, you know, build out a coaching program for myself, but I also wanted to do these experiences. And I said, well, which one can I do first? And so I broke it down through your process in the monetization strategy of which one not made more sense, but where, you know, your uniqueness lies at the intersection of who you were designed to be and who the world needs you to be. And so once you find that out- I love it, you Jesse. You're, you're, like a, you're, like a, you're like a brand builder's fortune cookie, dude. I love it. Like you, you, I can tell you're like watching the stuff and you're doing it. I love that. So yeah, if you if y'all didn't catch that. So your uniqueness lies at the intersection of who you were created to be and who the world needs you to be. So is it just awareness? Like, is that the biggest problem that you're having is sort of, you mentioned scalability and then also just like awareness, like drawing more people to it? Yeah, absolutely. I think when people see the word retreat, it can mean something different for everyone. I like to use the word experience. And so it's just, you know, depending on how I build it out in terms of the experiences, do I have entrepreneurs come on the experience? Do I have people who are really struggling, who, you know, may not be able or willing to take that leap and book the flight tomorrow, you know, for the experiences to start now, I have, you know, eight people who I shared the experience and they booked their flight in a day. And so those are the people that I like, those people who are spontaneous, who see the vision, who see the value in what it is that I'm trying to create. And, and they see the alignment there that I do. But yeah, I think, you know, as the COVID restrictions start to dwindle away and people get back out there, I think it's a really good time right now to launch this type of business and this type of model, because I think it's very desirable, but it's just proof of concept and getting the experiences under my belt, leading them learning, you know, as I'm leading them, I'm also, you know, bringing people together. And so that's basically all I'm really doing other than leading, orchestrating and facilitating these experiences with the questions I ask with the different activities that we do, you know, but I think at the end of the day, it will be a bit of a challenge to show that in the beginning, but, you know, we have some amazing content creators right now on the experience with us. Like they're got their drones up in the air and mm. they're doing some really cool stuff, Rory. So we're excited to see these promotional videos that we'll create and all the amazing content that we're creating. So I think we're going to yeah. be in good shape. Well, yeah, so that's great. So one thing that just sort of like pops up for me as you were talking about this, because there are a lot of our members who, you know, when you go through, so phase one, so yeah, I mentioned, we've got these like 14 part processes broken up into four phases. Phase one is really about your branding and positioning. It's really understanding your identity. Who are you defining your uniqueness, clarifying your business model, creating your content, your intellectual IP. And then when you get to phase two, that's like the marketing phase, which is kind of going out and telling the world that you're there, which is sort of like where you're at, Jesse. So one thing I feel compelled to sort of share with you and with you listening, and I've been talking a lot about this, is that 
for some reason, the default that everybody has right now is thinking that their next customer is going to come from social media, or they think that like their next customer is going to come from online or something like that. In reality, almost always when you're a small business, your next customer doesn't come from being online. It comes from offline. It comes from the relationships of the people you know in real life. Like we spend too much time being consumed with trying to make strangers fall in love with like strangers on the internet. We want strangers on the internet to fall in (laughs) love with us and follow us and then like, like all of our stuff and then pull out their credit card and give us five grand or 10 or 20 grand or like whatever the number is. Meanwhile, the common misconception, the common thing that people overlook is that they ignore a lifetime full of real life, meaningful, trusted relationships that they have developed with people offline. And so, you know, I'm sharing this to Jesse just because he's here, but I'm really talking to everybody that if I am Jesse, the first place I am looking for my next eight clients is from my current eight clients. It is not strangers on the internet. We actually teach this in pressure-free persuasion, which technically is a phase three event, but it's, it is how we do one-on-one selling. And it is the referrals from the people who have actually experienced the thing that you have done. They are the best forms of marketing. Like the best form of marketing is a changed life, a transformed life. You know, like we talked about Lewis Howes because that's how we met you, right, Jesse? But like that was an offline relationship. I met Lewis in real life. We became friends. I helped him. We helped him with some offline stuff that was going on. And then he reached out to us a few years later, asked if we could help. We said we could. He came. We had an in-person experience, you know, here at our house. And then we had a transformed life. And then he went and told a bunch of people, right? And he just happened to have access to a lot of people. So, you know, sure. that's the other the sure. other tip is, you know, have Lewis House as your first client. <laughs> if you can, is a good a good thing. But well, there you go. Rory, there you go. I know the residual you're earning is, is off the charts from him. So congratulations there. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's the, it's the opposite. It's the residual that he is earning. But, you know, the point is it was a real life thing. And so it is the contact information for your next customer is not owned by Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and TikTok. The mm. contact information for your next customer lives in the cell phone of your current customer. The contact information for your next customer is not owned by Facebook or Instagram or social media. It lives inside the cell phone of your current customer. Your current customers know who your next customers should be. They know better than anyone, including you. Your current customers know who's a better fit for your program even than you because they are that person. You are not that person. You know, you might've been that person five years ago. So I just want to make sure that everybody knows that we call it the law of AJ because she's the one always talking about this. You don't need millions of followers to make millions of dollars. 
it comes from your real life relationship. So anyways, I don't know what your plan is, Jesse, but like when I think about if I were in your spot and I was, you know, doing this business model the way that you were doing it and I go, okay, I need to increase my awareness and my scalability. I would start with the people who are there. And I would, you know, at some point, like before they leave, maybe even before they leave, I would say, you know, you just go around the room and just say, what has been your favorite highlight from the last three days, right? And people will say, it was this, and it was this, and it was this. And then you just kind of simply say, you know, this has been amazing for me. And you share what your highlight is. And you say, if there's anybody in your life that you think would benefit from having an experience like the one that we just had, would you be open to introducing them to me? And I would love to just get to know them. If they're a friend of yours, I'd love to just do a call with them and get to know them. And when you couch it in that way, which is really how it is, they're going, it's not, can you refer someone to me so I can sell them? Like, so you can do the work of selling them for me and I can close them and take their money. It's going, if you truly believe that what you just experienced was amazing, if you truly believe it was incredible, is there someone else in your life you would like to give that same gift to? And that is one of the things that I think is really missing from the marketplace. And so I know you haven't been through pressure-free persuasion yet because you haven't been in the program long enough, but that's where we're taking you and that. But since you're in that moment right now- So a precursor, thank you. <laughs> precursor, I would, be thinking, I would be thinking about that if you're not. Sure, sure. So in terms of awareness, so the other thing, like one of the other things that we have people do, we call it the fast 50 is, you know, we tell them to make a list of 50 people they know in real life, right? So 50 people, you know, in real life. And then what you do is you just call them and you just, you, we call it the check-in method, but you just call and you check in with them and you say, Hey, how's it going? What's going on? And then you tell them what you're doing. You say, Hey, I know we haven't talked in a while, but I want to let you know an update. And the update is that I am now doing blank. And the little elevator pitch formula that we teach is I help blank to blank. I help blank to blank. So I help insert your avatar to insert your payoff. So, you you know, let's say Jesse and I were friends. I'd say, hey, Jesse, I know I haven't talked in a while. I wanted to give you a little bit of an update. Like my wife and I started this new business and we are now helping experts to become more well-known. And then this is the key. Don't try to sell to the person you're talking to because these are 50 people that are like, you know them in real life. These are your friends. This is your family. This is like, you know, your roommate from college. Don't try to sell to the people that you know. That will feel weird for you. You'll find yourself reluctant to do it and they will feel reluctant. They can sometimes feel weird too. So the key is don't sell to the people you know, ask the people you know for referrals. So what you would do is you say, you know, Jesse, my wife and I now started a business. We're helping experts to become more well-known. Is there anybody you know who is a coach? Is there anyone you know who is a speaker or an aspiring speaker? And then you ask them, and another little key is don't ask to be introduced to people who need what you have, ask to be introduced to the type of people you do it for, right? For us, it's coaches, speakers, authors, consultants, trainers, professional service providers, anybody whose face is attached with their business, right? But it's like, we're actually not typically trying to meet Fortune 500 CEOs. We're typically trying to meet more like small business owners 
So you'd say, is there anyone that you know who is a coach? And Jesse would immediately go, he wouldn't have a hundred people he knows, but he might have three, which is even better. Actually, it's better for them to not have an overwhelming number. They just go, oh, there's one specific person that I know. And you go, awesome. If I sent you a little note that you could copy and paste, would you be open-minded to introducing us? And that's it. And for most of us, that is where your first revenue is going to come from. Not from launching a huge podcast or getting a book deal or, you know, going viral on, on social media. <laughs> Rory, that's, that's something that really resonates with me. And, and it's been coming into my life more so in terms of my intuition, like look for the answers from within, right? And it also can branch off and say, look for the answers within your own network and the people that you do know and the relationships that you have cultivated over time. Cause that's where the value is. Those are the people who know you best. Like you said, those people know you better than you know yourself sometimes. And it's definitely interesting to hear you say that. Cause you know, when you lean into that, people will come to your aid. And I've experienced that in the last couple of weeks and months, you know, people have been, I've been sharing my story and people are coming to help me out and and it's helping to inspire me and to help propel me forward. And it's it's been a really great journey thus far. Yeah, I love that. And it's like, lean on the people who already trust you versus trying to create trust with strangers on the internet 60 seconds at a time when only 1% of them are going to see the thing that you're putting up anyways. So I think, you know, that's where awareness for everybody. The other thing about scalability. So scalability is also something that we've always spent a lot, a lot of time thinking about and studying. And it's actually something that we've been fairly successful at. You know, that's one of the things a lot of personal brands struggle is to get to, you know, seven, especially multi seven figures and very few ever get to eight figures. But, you know, whenever you think in terms of scalability, the key there is just realizing that custom fails standard scales. Custom fails, standard scales. It's not so much that custom fails, but custom fails to scale. And if you just think like conceptually, the more customized something is and has to be, the less it is able to be you know, routine and rhythmic and process oriented. I mean, if you think about manufacturing plants, they're mass producing. How are they mass producing? They're mass producing because they do everything the same way every time. So if you want to scale your business and, and scaling your business isn't always a good answer. You know, sometimes people think growth just for the sake of growth, but oftentimes it's like, no, how much do you really need to be happy? But if you do want to scale, you got to think in terms of, okay, custom fails, but standard scales. So when I think of like your business, Jesse, and I go, okay, what does standardization look like in my business? That's basically you know, a more narrow question of scale is not so much how do I scale as much as what does standardization look like in my business? So to me, it's going, you would either take kind of like the same group of people you already have. And so you already have the customers taken care of and you go, let me design a new experience for them because then there's like two parts. There's getting the customers and then delivering the thing. And if you can standardize one part of it, it automatically is going to scale faster. So you go, okay, well, if I already have the customers, let me create a new experience and that thing is for them. The other thing would be to go, let me keep the experience exactly the same and then bring in new people. Where it gets dicey is if you're small and you're trying to scale is to go, I want to get a whole new group of people and do a whole different experience. That is just, it's not that it's impossible, but it's going to be difficult because you have- it's difficult. So, yeah. you know, and if you have a great location and you have a yacht, like if you have, you know where all the restaurants are and you go, we can just keep running trips back here. 
Do you have the perfect agenda? Now you can train someone else to facilitate, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You got it. That's the idea. You know, over time in, in terms of scaling it out, something that I have in my mind, and I don't know if it will come to fruition, but it is a vision of mine is to hire other trip experience leaders around me to go ahead and lead their own experiences. And so once I have each destination, one of my favorite parts, Rory, of creating an itinerary or putting experience together is, you know, speaking with the people on site and putting it together, the people at the villa or the hotel, the mm-hmm. tour company, the cars, like all of the design. These. You used that term earlier. That's, that's so that's good. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, I've worked in travel and tourism design the last five years and it's been amazing. And all of my experiences that I have in the past have brought me to this place that I'm at right now. I've worked, you know, as, as a recruiter for a couple of years, and I don't know if you attest to this, but in my opinion, you know, recruiting is one of the most difficult sales jobs in the world because you're selling oh. people, you know, it's, people are more unpredictable than the stock market. And so it's really difficult, (laughs) you know, (laughs) in those relationships. And, you know, we actually have a similar beginning point, similar origin. I was an accountant as well. I wasn't as great in Excel as you were, but... (laughs) Well, I'm I'm decent at Excel, but I was not a great accountant. It was actually the worst grade that I ever got in school was accounting in college. So that's funny. So you're like an architect. I mean, you're designing this experience for people you know, and I, I think that's awesome, Jesse. And I would go getting other people to lead it becomes even easier once you've done it five times and this is the agenda and well, here's the exercises yeah. and it's just, you can it's run on proof. autopilot. It's a proof of concept. Exactly. It's, you know, hiring those individuals and having a built out framework with my values, with the things that I want to spread, you know, in my experiences. And so once we have that all figured out, people will go ahead and run those experiences under my philosophy, under my framework, under my values. And, you know, for example, this is called Experience St. John. And so I lived on St. John in 2019 and 2020. I know the island really well. I have some amazing contacts here. And then, you know, who's to say in, you know, a couple of years, you know, I can't be running it from my laptop, right? Or, you know, I want to be here, but there are other destinations that I want to also build out. Like I live in Portugal now. I moved there last November. So there's going to be an Experience Portugal. And so it's just, Really exciting to see how things are are going. Yeah, that's great, man. I love that. And I love that for you. And it's like, I think if you're drawing energy from that and that's what you're passionate about, that's totally unique. Like how many people are there in the world that do tourism design, you know, in this kind of way, like versus, you know, I mean, there's a lot of courses, like there's a lot of people that make courses. I think this can really be magical and unique. And if you make it unique, right? Like if you focus on this thing, and you go, how can I make this extraordinary? How can I make it life-changing? Mm. What, how can I serve my audience in the deepest way? They will have a transformed life and then they will go do the marketing for you, right? Like they will help tell people versus if you're always having to create new things, when you have diluted focus, you get diluted results. Like you become spread across so much stuff Versus just going, what would make this over the top, life-changing, transformational to where they went back and they had to tell everybody, I mm. just had the most unbelievable three days of my life. That's what Tony Robbins did when people walked on fire. That's exactly what he did with the whole fire walking thing. It was like, it was remarkable, worth remarking about. And if you dedicate some time you know, to that by having you know fewer things, then- it'll spread and do everything you need, man. So I love it. I love, I love this idea, tourism design. 
I think, I mean, Jesse, you're so warm and humble and uplifting and encouraging. And man, I, I feel like there's no doubt, like you're on such a great path. Congratulations on your first experience that you're leading. Although I, the only thing I don't understand is why you would miss out on the yacht just to talk to us, <laughs> but we, we're so grateful for you, man. We're so grateful. Thank you, Rory. It's a pleasure to be here. And it's been amazing connecting with you. And thanks for all of the tips and advice. I appreciate it. I value it. Yeah. Well, we're excited to continue following your journey and being a part of your journey. And, you know, if somebody is out there right now, Jesse, and they've kind of been listening to the podcast and they're going, "Eh, I don't know about if BBG is for me, like, is there anything that you would say that you would go, ah, here's how you know this is for you? Or like, if you're looking to get blank, this is what I've really gotten that I think would help. Yeah, I think like I had mentioned with travel, we find that travel is an accelerator in the connection process. You're more inclined to take those risks to step outside your comfort zone and live your true authentic self while you're traveling. And so, you know, it's difficult to hop on a plane for the first time eight hours across the world and not be terrified because, of course, I was when I first did that. Right. So you can always start out, you know, going to the city that you live in right now over the weekend, doing a quick trip to walk around in different restaurants, different areas that you've never been to you know, taking advantage of the weekends. But, you know, it's interesting because people are scared right now and they're fearful. So all I'd say is, you know, for me personally, it's been really difficult in terms of my journey, but there's a reason why planes take off against the wind and not with the wind. So I'm excited to continue to take off and thanks for all your help, Rory. And and with BBG, I'm just so blessed to be a part of it. Yeah. All right, my friend. Well, we wish you the best and we'll stay in touch. We'll talk to you soon. Rory, thank you again. Talk soon. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free 30-day access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we'll get you set up with free access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, just please share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation.